Infused with essential vitamins and superfoods to power your body and mind, Vitacup Gourmet Coffees and Teas are a reimagining of your daily rituals. Each blend is dietitian formulated with ingredients to boost energy, metabolism, mood, and more. And because Vitacup has a taste-first approach, each blend tastes delicious, even better than your normal coffee and tea. Coffee is an essential part of my day. I know it is for you as well, man, Amanda. It is. And such. That's why Vitacup is so exciting. It's something that we already know to love and incorporate into our daily habits. And it remixes it with all of these wonderful benefits. If you would like to have this in your life, go to Vitacop.com and use JAM, J-A-M, to get 30% off your first order. It's also available at Target, Walmart, and Sprouts. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. This is a lovely time in the world of celebrities right now. Yeah, we're going to talk about this celebrity wedding, celebrity-ish wedding of the year so far, which is the Misha Nunu extravaganza. And we're going to talk about some other wedding registries, and we're going to do real estate. But we wanted to start with a larger idea, a big picture look at celebrity, because... As you may have heard, Jennifer Lopez wore her Versace dress last week, and she showed up at Milan Fashion Week in the Versace show and walked to the runway in the same dress, same green dress that she wore 20 years ago. It actually was even less fabric, right? Or yes, it, or that's it true. Or just draped differently. No, it's a good point that it it was a little bit There was edited. no sleeves yeah. to it. It was actually reminded me of uh, Britney Spears with a snake. At the VMAs, same level of coverage as that, essentially. Sure. Which is to say, less coverage than the original Versace 20 years ago. Sure. The point being, it was a clear homage yes. to herself to herself and the same dress from 20 years ago that, like, basically invented Google Image. Yeah. And it was a very big deal. And everyone just kind of lost their minds, including us. I loved it. And you texted it, you slacked it to me, like, pretty much immediately and pointed out something that I thought was very smart. And I was also thinking of just, like, this is a very fun celebrity moment between Jennifer Lopez and Brad Pitt and people who are famous for a reason, who are both famous because they do stuff, but also, like, have a real star quality that— transcends any one moment. It's like people are still very excited to see Jennifer Lopez in a dress. I don't know that you can say that about that many people right now. I agree. And crucially, as you and Sean have been discussing, like the reason she did this is because she's trying to win an Oscar. Yeah. She's not just like, let's run it back for no reason. She's embarking on a carefully plotted, very diligently calculated Oscar campaign behind the strength of her performance in Hustlers. And so it started with like an actual artistic output. Yeah. And now it's sort of like taking the mythos of Jennifer Lopez and it's exciting. Yeah, I think that's true, though. I definitely think that she's running for an Oscar, as we have started saying on the big picture. And I think that this was part of the campaign. I'm curious, actually, to see how Oscar voters respond to this. I think that this was more exciting for people like for for normal people than people who are like voting for an Oscar to, you know, justify their career choices or whatever. The, but, qu- the question is, do the old is there enough people between the old guard of right. the Oscars who probably don't care that much and all of the new Academy members who might be too young to really care. Like, some of them might be. Though, by the same token, it's like Jennifer Lopez looking incredible. She's literally 50 years old and wearing the same dress. And 
I feel like even if you weren't here in 1999 and didn't remember the first dress, that the moment on the internet, it was like a meme. It Instantly. Yeah, it definitely took things over in a way that young people understand. Also, was, she, uh, it was just like a drop-in. She just like showed up. Yeah. She walked. And she left. Yes. She did not stay in Milan for long. She just, like, kept on her merry way. Yeah. But I was thinking a little bit about, obviously, she's doing this for an Oscar. And there is kind of this, like, many, I don't want to say renaissance, because I think I, I think that's the point, is that Jennifer Lopez, like, has not been gone. And she has been doing a lot of different things that we understand as kind of celebrity stuff. I just, I think that she's one of the smartest celebrities around because she definitely went through the first wave of all the Us Weekly stuff and the Benefer stuff that we talked about on another Ringer Dish podcast in the early 2000s. And it's kind of figured out how to stay relevant in different ways for 20 years, which is really hard. Really hard. She also um, has never stopped working. Like, yeah. even if you are not a fan of Blue Bloods, like, she's been doing it. She has been acting this, like, basically this entire time. While also, she's for a while had the Vegas residency. Like, she has just, she has not stopped. She was on American Idol. Yeah, she's on Idol. I forgot about that. And she also has, you know, she has done all of the business tie-ins of the Jennifer Lopez, like, fragrances. Or I believe there were some clothing lines before, not before everyone was doing that. Because everyone's been doing that forever. But, you know, like, we talk a lot about Rihanna as, like, the new mega model of celebrity, which is you don't just do one thing. You do one thing in order to be able to do everything and make a lot of money off of it. And Jennifer Lopez did that before a lot of other people, I would say. Absolutely. It's really true. Can I ask you two things about Hustlers? Yeah. Or one's a comment, one's a question. Sure. One. <laughs> I love it. One was, I thought it was, I finally saw Hustlers. I thought it was funny that she was wearing a full juicy jumpsuit mm -hmm. in the movie in what was supposed to be, like, the year 2013. So it was, like, a throwback to an old Jennifer Lawrence that would have been way behind the trend. Jennifer Lopez, which Sorry, I do all the time. No, Lopez. I do it all the time. We also are going to be talking yes. about Jennifer Lawrence. Um, it, she's wearing the tracksuit in 2013? I think so, because she's in the fancy apartment. Though there are several fancy apartments. That's one thing about Hustlers is that they're, like, in fancy apartments, and then yeah. it's not going well, and then it jumps back. So, yeah, I, it definitely... Uh, Hustler spans like eight or nine years, yeah. I think, but they are definitely trying to evoke 2007 and 2008. Like even, that's where even they... that would have been late with the juicy jumpsuit. Juicy jumpsuit was when she was uh, her and Ja Rule. That was like when we were in high school. Sure, but you know, I don't think that the characters in Hustlers are supposed to be at the forefront sure. of fashion trends, <laughs> if you will. I think it like starts with like real life Jennifer Lopez and Paris Hilton and all those people trickles and down. trickles down. Yeah, but I think that, like, the music, especially, like, the Gimme More uh, cue was transcendent. What was your question? I felt at the end of the movie mm -hmm. when Jennifer Lopez is talking to Julia Stiles mm -hmm. and explaining everything when she's, like, on a break from Old Navy, that her accent sounded different than all the times mm -hmm. Constance Wu mm -hmm. was remembering her. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if that was supposed to be a distinction between how— Constance Wu's character remembered her and like what she was like quote unquote actually like or if that was just weird accent inconsistency and perhaps a reshoot that happened a few months later. I don't think that it's a reshoot because I mean I, I could be wrong but I think first of all I think the timeline of how they made this movie was like really really fast. I right. if There's a great interview that Sean did with the director Lorian Scavaria where I believe they started they filmed this in like January of 2019. Crazy. And now it's in theaters, which is 
unusual. And I think so some of that is just because of it, like, you know, availability and like when can you yeah. get Jennifer Lopez? So I think I would be surprised if it was a few months later. I honestly think that it's just because all the characters are performers. And that moment is like when like the emotional connection part of that Ramona character comes out. By the way, like I was really fucking moved by it. I definitely when when she gets out the picture of the tiny destiny character, really I was just like, oh my God. But you know, that movie, a lot of people have been like, this movie is about, like, the economic crisis in 2008. And, like, no, it's not. It's about friendship. And it's about wanting to be loved by Jennifer Lopez's character. And so that's the moment when she actually gets to be a person. So I I guess maybe the accent. The the way of talking is definitely different. And yeah. I think that's purposeful. I the can't, diction is, Yeah, like I can't speak to the actual accent. I don't know what, it's funny. like— It's funny for J-Lo to be doing a Bronx accent, yeah. as she is from the Bronx. Yeah. Very famously. Yeah. On the six, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Great stuff. Just so great. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I also—so we are like, this is the best celebrity moment. I wonder whether everyone feels that way or whether it's just us. We are definitely talking about two— the other the other data point in this was Brad Pitt, which right. we devoted a whole podcast to him last week, and we'll certainly be talking about him more because it, he's Brad Pitt, and he's the most important thing to Jam Session. But, you know, those are two older celebrities, 50 also, and above. Ad Astro didn't do that great at the box office. I was never going to do well at the box office. It's like a two-hour, like, space emo movie. Nonetheless, know? didn't do that well at the box office. <laughs> That's true, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood did, and he'll probably be nominated, and... So I think he'll still be around for a few more months. I just am kind of like, we're really enjoying it because there is this aspect. These are these people that we have known yeah. for 20, 30 years at this point and are very invested in. I I also understand them. That's for me a lot of it. I, don't, yeah. I interviewed Hannah Brown from The Bachelorette last week, and I was looking into who her current Dancing with the Stars partner had worked with previously on the mm -hmm. show, and I hadn't heard of his previous partners. It was like this Instagram person named Alexis Wren, who mm -hmm. I'd never heard of. And, you know, as we discuss a lot, like different kinds of celebrity, I don't really understand. I also like, I don't understand Billie Eilish. Like I don't, I understand her music is good, but as a celebrity, I don't get it. Like I understand Brad Pitt and JLo because per her uh, walk last week, she's just, she is larger than life. She is yeah. unlike I could ever be. There's nothing relatable about her. And that's why she's an awesome celebrity. Yes. And I was thinking about this. There is also just something about, like, the charisma and the energy and the star quality that these two people have, which I don't know if that, like, comes across on social media. Right. I don't know if you can, if you have the same larger-than-life celebrity if your medium is social media and the way that you're trying to, like, relate to fans is through, you know, quote, authenticity and feel— you relatability and all of the things that you just said. We I cannot relate to J-Lo. I have never looked like that. I will literally never look like that. I don't want to. I mean, I would love to. Let's be honest. But, you know, <laughs> me <too. laughs> for me, it is inspiring that someone like Jennifer Lopez exists or someone like Brad Pitt exists. It's like great art, you know? The thing that I also love about J-Lo and specifically her body is that unlike the Kardashians, she's never tried to make it seem like this is like a regular body. Yeah. She's never been like, here's my denim. Well, that's not true. She has done clothes. But she's never been like, this is regular. You know, she's always been like, this is exceptional. And here are some clothes for fellow exceptional people that also have booties like me. Right. It's just very, it's, it's in stark contrast to the good American attempt 
that Khloe Kardashian is currently engaged in. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez has done more than one, like, How I Stay Fit Us Weekly cover, which is my least favorite Us Weekly cover. And I'll tell you how she stays fit. She, like, eats four ounces of grilled chicken for lunch and everything else is salad. And she works out like crazy. It is not. But she doesn't pretend. I love it. I do, too. It's about work. It's about aspiration. It is about exceptional, like, you know, being exceptional which is a type of celebrity that I relate to. But, you know, maybe people 20 years younger who, like, watch YouTube and Instagram, which I'm not knocking those. It's just, like, a different mode of consumption. Yeah. But it is also you're looking for different things in that type of celebrity. Right. Stars Are Just Like Us was a joke because stars never were like us. But now— But now that's kind of wormed its way into the psyche, especially on social media, which is also, like, why we don't really possibly create new people like— Jennifer Lopez and Brad Pitt and that level of stardom anymore. It's just a different type of celebrity. Yeah, that's why Timothy Chalamet seems so exceptional is because he also is like very quickly went from like skinny kid who, isn't it funny, he dated Madonna's daughter to like, oh, he's special. <laughs> like, yeah, he's not like the rest of us. He's Well, he's operating like on a different mode. But I feel like a lot of people are not trying to do that. Yeah, they're not. I don't know. Anyway, that's, I enjoy it. I don't, I don't want the stars to be just like us. I want them to be better. I know. I just love J-Lo. Hustlers was a great time. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Lived up lived up to the hype. All righty. Moving on. More people who we'll never be like. Misha Nunu and all of her cohort at her wedding in Rome. She got married last week. It was a Friday wedding. Uh, she married Mikey Hess, who you probably know from Yacht Season. You know, the giant oil conglomeration. Yes, family's Hess Oil. You may have seen those trucks. That, you know, it was like a toy or whatever. It's real. Um, a lot of famous people attended that we've discussed at great length on this podcast. Scooter Braun and his wife, Yael Cohen Braun. Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. Carly Kloss and Josh Kushner. And, of course, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Mm-hmm. Did uh, you mention Paul McCartney? No, I forgot Paul you McCartney. You can't skip Paul McCartney. Did you skip so Gail sorry. King? Yes, I swear. Gail King, who was sitting at Misha's table. Yeah. So let's talk about this. This was breathlessly covered by the Daily Mail. Thank you, Daily Mail. Thank you, Daily Mail. And I have to say, you know, the Daily Mail is a constant, like, moral quandary for me daily. I check in and I'm like, am I a bad person? And the answer is yes. But they really brought the level of skepticism and underminery copy that I was looking for for this particular wedding. Two two people texted me the same Daily Mail story yeah. in the last 12 hours. Here's one of them. How is it that the Daily Mail is the only good media outlet and also the handmaiden of Satan? Yep. And the other one was, was, uh, the Daily Mail really outdoes itself. And this was the same story sent to me two times, which was the headline, Mom Claims Ukrainian Daughter 9 that she adopted was really a 22-year-old dwarfism. So (laughs) that's a whole other level in which the Daily Mail operates. The the thing is, like, the Misha Nunu wedding and the Daily Mail are, like, a perfect marriage because Misha Nunu is clearly someone— she's one of those knows-all-the-right-people-does-nothing type people. Uh, I— Yes, I know she, quote, like, designed some button-down shirts. I I still—we we had a reader who emailed me, like, who had ordered— Kristen Soltis Anderson. Yes, yeah. And she shared her experience ordering this actual shirt. And it just seems like it's a very small uh, fashion project in order to be able to say that she does something. Yeah. And I guess, you know, also to partner with uh, charities as she did with Meghan Markle for the, I believe it's called Smart Works, which actually seems like— I think it seems A great. genuinely good thing to do. 
But it's, it's basically outfitting women who are trying to get back into the workforce with a very basic outfit for which they can wear to, or basic wardrobe staples for which they can wear to interviews. Yes. And I think they released a collection where for every, you know, shirt or thing that was bought, one uh, item of clothing would also be bought for the charity. So that I support. But again, the fashion thing seems more like a nominal, this is what I do, than an actual career-driven thing. There was... Um, the Daily Mail did like a a flow chart, I guess, or one of those bubbles of what are those called? Where it's word, like word clouds? No, it's like this person is related to this person oh. is related to this person. Like a flow chart, sure. And it was Meghan Markle and Misha Nunu on one side, and they knew each other. And then everyone else at the wedding was connected through their husbands or other friends. And I was like, wow, that's really. That's, that's crazy. That's that's a tough look when you kind of put it down on paper. Very I, tough. You know? Yes, very tough. I mean, also, like, some of the other crazy guests include Wendy Dang Murdoch. Right. Um, <laughs> Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom. Seriously, everyone who was on Barry Diller's yacht this right. summer. But so this is why I think that this is, like, the right pairing. Because when the Daily Mail is, like, invading people's lives and doing their terrible, like, horrific political commentary, it's evil. But when they are—these are people who want attention. These are people who put themselves on yacht. These are people who, like, have, like, vanity fashion lines in order to be invited to parties. These are people who, like, want to be covered. Yeah. And are— being friends with each other in order to be covered. And then that's when the Daily Mail is perfect because there is something icky about it. It's just so funny. Yeah. They just, like, are so inside the joke. It's great. James Corden, also there. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Um, You've just informed me that Meghan Markle read a poem at at this wedding. I was not aware of that. What was (laughs) the poem? So apparently she was the only person asked to read at the wedding, which was on Friday night. And a lot of people were sniping that it was on Friday night so that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle could attend. I think Daily Mail, to its credit, pointed out that it was probably also to accommodate like the Jewish religious schedule. Yes. Which is probably the real answer. But Meghan Markle read a poem called The Vow by Roger McGow, which Mm. is apparently a common wedding poem. I had never heard it in my entire life. I guess it's like the Corinthians of poems, you know? Sure. It's not bad. Okay. I, I re- It's a sonnet, so I could read it, but I don't know whether I need to do that right now. Do you think Megan chose it or was given to her? It's a great, great question. I have to assume it was given to her. I think probably given to her as well. I mean, first of all, people choose their own readings at the yes. wedding. And then also this was quite managed. So I have to assume that it was given to her. But she read a poem. She was the only one to do so. We got to talk about Gail King's role in this wedding. I would love to. This is amazing. So Gail King was apparently, as the Daily Mail emphasized at great length, Gail King was seated at the head table, even though she had, quote, only met the couple a handful of times. And other people were very mad that Gail King was seated at the head table. Incredible. I did, why are we, like, who do you think the person is is complaining to the Daily Mail that Gail King got seated at the head table? Uh, definitely a British person. I'm just going to okay. throw that out there. It's definitely someone that, that Mish knows from London, 100%. Okay. And I don't know. Like, I wouldn't put it past Beatrice and Eugenie. They were there. Could see them being mad about it. <laughs> the House of York very famously cooperates with uh, the tabloids when it makes sense for them. Yeah. So yeah. I could see that happening. I, I, I think that they should find other things to do, honestly. But it just goes on and on. I thought Gail King looked great, by the way. She's wearing a lovely green dress. She's having a great run right now. Yeah, she is. And I think, so 
there was the wedding Friday night, and then there was an extra party Saturday night that Prince Harry and Meghan did not stick around for because they had to go on their tour. They went to Africa. Yeah. Any other notes that you want to share on this? I'm just really loving uh, Katy Perry right now. We were discussing this a little Mm -hmm. bit on Slack. Katy Perry has, like, either abandoned her stylist or gotten a new one or something. Just, just I think it seems like she's largely dressing herself or, like, 40% of the time dressing herself. And you can tell because she doesn't mm-hmm. look as polished as at other times. And I just really enjoy it. I just think that Katy Perry is having a great time in life now, and I feel like I now see that perhaps she wasn't before. And it's just she just seems like your goofy friend who sometimes is blonde. And I really enjoy it. I really like this pink dress, though. I yeah, think this nice. is one of more her one of her more like together. I was thinking a stylist probably helped her with the pink yeah, dress. And on sure. Friday night, she's wearing like a weird Chanel capri legging mm-hmm. jumpsuit. I think it's actually two piecer, but right. I can't really tell. And it doesn't it doesn't fit that well. But I don't. It's such like a rich woman move. Like, fuck it, world. I'm just wearing Chanel. Yeah. And she and I think it's just great. I feel like her and Orlando Bloom just like they both. They know their waves have crested, mm-hmm. and they're just enjoying the, the crash together. I guess it's a crash. Or maybe it crashed, and now they're just kind of enjoying— It's low the, tide. Yeah, it's low tide. They're just having a nice time <laughs> on the beach, as all, as we all should. I, the only thing that I wanted to point out from this is that there was a much-photographed lunch mm. with— it was a lunch, I guess. It was Friday or Saturday. I'm not really sure. And it was definitely invasive was paparazzi day, photos. It was day after. Okay. Actually, it might have even been Sunday. Might have, I think it may have been Sunday. So, but it was, it's Misha Nunu, Carly Kloss, Ivanka Trump, and Scooter and Yelbron, right? Mm-hmm. Or yep. at the lunch. Yeah. And I had not really connected that Carly was working with Scooter. Yeah. So that explains a lot of the Taylor Swift stuff. And possibly also really kind of explains some of the Taylor, some more of the Taylor motivation. And then also the lunch was held at the hotel. Okay. If you're going all the way to Rome and you're asking people to come to Rome for your wedding, like don't make them have a hotel lunch. Take them somewhere nice. I would be so mad if someone was like, why don't you come eat at our hotel? No, I have traveled across the world. Take me to like a a nice restaurant for lunch. Is it that hard? Book Rome a has, room. Rome has great food. It really does. And I don't want to eat your hotel pasta. That's all I have to say. The bronze are big Democratic fundraisers, which I hope they continue to be. Incredibly tough look to be having lunch with Ivanka Trump. I'm yeah. sorry. There's no way around it. It's just like, I find it to be like just uh, immoral. Mm-hmm. And it's very tough. Completely agree. That's all. Yeah. It's not good. Oof. All right. Let's wash that stench off. Okay. And keep it moving. <laughs> on the wedding tip, Jennifer Lawrence, she may or may not be married. More on that in a second. But she definitely has an Amazon <laughs> wedding registry, which is like for public consumption. Yeah. What? So have you had any experience with the Amazon wedding registry before? For a celebrity? Yeah, for a celebrity. Uh, no, not for wedding registry. Khloe Kardashian famously had her Amazon baby registry. Sure. And they sponsored her sure. baby shower in like a really garish way. But mm-hmm. get that money. Um, There's also like the Amazon celebrity stores. Yes. Which, which a large collection of people have. I Recently, I feel we were just this. The ringer was discussing Jeremy Renner's. Yes. And then it like led to the revelation that there were many of these of celebrities for various uh Sure. Of fame. But that makes, like, Martha Stewart has one. And if you look sure, at it, it then sense. it's all of Martha Stewart's, like, items because she sells hundreds of branded things. And that makes sense to me. There are some that are a little more confusing, like 
you know, Carson Wentz having one, who is the Eagles quarterback. Yeah. And it's just like outdoor gear. And I don't really think it's Carson Wentz branded gear. But anyway, that's the ce- it's like a celebrity curated Amazon store. And now they're also apparently doing wedding registries. And our producer, Kaya, pointed out that Priyanka Chopra did a wedding registry guide. But here's a key sentence. I'm also so happy that Amazon is making a $100,000 donation to UNICEF, an organization that I hold close to my heart. So what that leads me to believe is that Priyanka Chopra did this wedding registry for Amazon in order for Amazon to give $100,000 to UNICEF. Right. Okay, cool. We all love charity. Jennifer Lawrence does too. And it seems that she has selected Amazon Conservation. At the the very bottom of this page, this presumes that you scroll the whole way. Right. She says, I am also partnering with Amazon Conservation, which unites science, innovation, and community to protect the Amazon rainforest, which greatly needs our help right now. True. I'm happy to make a donation to the Amazon Conservation as part of this collaboration. Okay. All right. Well, but she's making it, not Amazon. Not Amazon. So again, why aren't you just making a donation to the Amazon conservation? And also, like, is it $25, $2,500, $25,000? Okay. So the whole thing is like, you don't need to be in business with Amazon for them, for you or for them to donate. There's plenty of money to go around. I also just want to note, Jennifer Lawrence on this podcast and elsewhere has been skewered as being a part of the latest trend of, like, dating an art guy. Yeah. And this is some real um, dating an art guy selections. Let's review. The saga form wine craft that has, like, some kind of wood or cork round Mm -hmm. ball at the top. It's like, okay, cool. Everyone wants a nice craft for their wedding. I get it. Yep. This is, like, really extra. Like, did you have to... I don't know. I just feel like this is really trying to make a point of, like, we stay in and look at art and drink red wine that we've decanted into this lovely carafe. The wine carafe is the thing that stands out to you among all of this. Uh, I also... The marble antique serving board, I also am just okay. like... well, you've come to my house and eaten cheese off a marble... <laughs> like, Mar- is it, is it marble cheese? antique? There is, like, a little weird wood panel, yes. Okay. I mean, I didn't register... I didn't mean to offend you. I bought it myself. Yeah, exactly. It's like... you. You bought it yourself because you like it. This is like making a statement. I mean, this this is making a statement. This is my aesthetics. And I just think it really fits in line with her current trajectory of, I, of like superficially wading into the art world. The things that stand out to me is that the cookbook that she asked for was the freaking joy of cooking, yeah. which is like you've never cooked in your life. Nobody wants the joy of cooking in 2019. And then also that there is, like, a health and wellness section, which is just, like, that's not what wedding registries are for. And then the flatware selection is very looks at Instagram once, and that AirPods are on here. This is just kind of, like... The four-in-one flight 001 adapter that she asked for, like, the travel adapter. Mm -hmm. I have because when Chelsea handler moved to Netflix. They sent us like some of their promotional stuff. Mm-hmm. And this was branded by Chelsea. It was a Chelsea handler, handler branded four in one adapter that I then took and used on a trip to Europe. Okay. So how was it? It was good. But like, I don't know if, if Netflix is buying it in bulk for their corporate marketing. Do you really want it on your uh, registry? I don't know. Also um, a Kindle's on here. Right. Well, yeah, that's a great point. Um, it's just really some bizarre choices here. This is super like uh, reality show character selection to me. I'll tell you, I don't mind the some of the hosting stuff. Like those are nice wine glasses and martini glasses. You know what? I honestly, if someone wants to get me the wine craft, 
I like you accept. I, I don't really drink a lot of red wine, but yeah. it just it's nice. I like the Pendleton cosmetic case. I love Pendleton. Too right. expensive for me. I wish. I think this is fine. I just am like, why is Jennifer Lawrence making a wedding registry on Amazon? Like, what is the point of this? What's her next big movie? I don't know because she took a year off acting. Oh, At yeah. some point, remember, she's playing oh. Lindsay Adario, the war photographer. She's actually, uh, she's doing a movie that the theater director, Lila Nugabauer, is directing. Mm-hmm. I think that I already shot in okay. New Orleans. Yes. Happened to love Lila and our moms are friends. So, and remember, Lila, that- love Lila's work, not to apply. I know her. And remember that she is also supposed to be Elizabeth Holmes in the Adam McKay Bad Blood. Oh, right. Will that ever be made? I don't know. Adam McKay seems really busy. Yeah. So, so I, but you know, I think she's also planning her wedding according to the display copy. <laughs> I, I just, why is this on Amazon? There, a registry is to buy gifts for other people, and you're not buying this for Jennifer Lawrence. So are you going to look at this and then also put these things on your registry? Like, I guess that's a good idea. Do you need someone to tell you to, like, put a food processor on your registry? The thing is, the registry is for it's for people who aren't rich. It's like, this is the opportunity to get all these things that you need mm-hmm. for your home that you couldn't get otherwise. Jennifer Lawrence can just buy all this stuff herself. Yeah, I don't really understand this. Ba- bad move here, J-Law. We don't support it. I don't I don't understand why. That's I just I would love for someone to explain to me what the function of this is. Because is it just it, how is it promoting Jennifer Lawrence and how is it helping it's, Amazon's registry? Is it just because people will click on this and buy it because Jennifer Lawrence said that it was good to have? I think it's so that you also know you can use Amazon to register. Okay. I think it's more to peddle the service than for the products. Okay. Although I am now scrolling through the Pendleton page because I love Pendleton so okay. much. I would love a Pendleton blanket if anyone wants to send me one. Yeah. I don't understand this celebrity trend. (laughs) That's where I am. I just don't understand it. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll learn more in the future. But do support the Amazon and the Amazon, not Amazon the website. And also the charities of your choice. (laughs) Okay. Now, some real estate news. Amanda, I see the floor to you. This is is a hot topic for you. It's two parts. But this is a very exciting one. So, uh... Listeners will recall a few, I guess, months ago now, Mark Ronson's house was featured in Architectural Digest, and I had a real roller coaster of a journey through that house because it is a beautiful home, and I'm also a fan of Mark Ronson. So we talked about it. There was a video. It was very charming. And a friend of mine, a listener, let me know that the house is now on the market. Incredible. So this, for me, pretty much confirms the theory that I believe was originally in Slate that celebrities use architectural digest spreads as a way to jack up the market value of their homes before they sell them, whether it's for divorce or just because they need to move to New York, as Mark Ronson is doing, according to The New Yorker. But it definitely, two months, and then boom, the house is on the market for $5.4 million, which is a million dollars more than he acquired it for in 2016, according to the public listings. Good job, Mark. I wonder how much money he put into the house, though. I think he put some, but in that tour, he says, like, he left the wallpaper that the previous owners had had. I think he just installed some wallpaper and painting. I don't know that he, like, redid the kitchen. Part of the charm was that it was, like, all old-style L.A. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. This reminds me that we we, uh, haven't hit on Mark Ronson saying he's a sapiosexual. He's attracted to people's minds. Yeah. Congrats, Amanda. You've got a great mind. Thank you so much, Julia. Thank you. That's my hope. That Literally, I texted you and I was like, does this help my chances? And that's kind of where I am with that information. And you know what? 
whatever you are in 2019 is great by me. I was going to say, I am anti-label. I don't think we need to label everything. So, Mark Ronson, wish you well on your journey. That's taking you back to New York, apparently, <laughs> and to a lot of therapy. So, good. Cool. Um, other exciting news, kind of, is that for a long time, like, just for a really long time, I've often wondered to myself, if I am Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, if I'm one of them, mm-hmm. and I own this incredible pier waterfront home, why would I ever leave? And Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union have put this home that I've thought about honestly frequently. This Miami Beach home. It's Miami Beach home. It has a pier for a boat. It has a pool. It's like, if you have followed the Wades on social media in the last like five years, you are very familiar with this house. They use the, the dock a lot. I keep calling it a pier. It's a dock. Uh, they use it a lot. They did. It's now in the market for over $30 million. And... It's because they moved to California because Dwayne Wade has retired and he's no longer on the heat. I would guess. I bet they're just downsizing and getting a smaller place in the Miami area, if I had to guess. But they moved to L.A., where her career is based, and his sons um, now they go to Sierra Canyon. They play basketball there, too. His son, his nephew, and his nephew, his younger son, I presume, goes to some school somewhere in L.A. Mm -hmm. And— Guess what? It's still a great house. It's really nice. Did you like this house? I didn't even ask you. I don't even think we discussed it. Yeah, I I did. It's really large. Yeah. And I just don't know if I need that much space. It's really big. The closet space is absolutely outrageous. <laughs> like, it is just so much. It's crazy. And it comes with a wine room, a game room, and a home theater, which is a lot. You know, I like a double water, so there's a pool and... The, the dock to the ocean, which yeah. I appreciate. You know, that's peak luxury if you can both pool and ocean according to your needs. It's seriously like, it's kind of like having the air conditioner on and leaving the window open. Yeah, it is. De- it's definitely <laughs> indulgent. But, you know, I also like Los Angeles and I, I just think practicality is important. If you don't work in Miami anymore, maybe, maybe you don't need a $30 million home in Miami, you know? It's true. I mean, they, they don't. I just can't believe they're getting rid of this house. I've always thought it seems so nice and like okay. private. Also good for them. They uh, bought it for ten million in two thousand and ten, and then now are asking thirty two point five million. So <laughs> incredible! Wow, the real estate. Dwayne Wade stays winning. Um, thank you so much for listening, J Lo. Thank you particularly to you, and we'll be back next week. <laughs> 